Get ready to be transformed. Transformed in your spirit, soul, body, finances, in all areas of your life. As a catalyst, Leanne is passionate about helping you step into your potential and fulfill your deep-seated dreams. If you desire your optimal kingdom upgrade, then this podcast is for you. So grab a notebook and welcome to The Transformational Coach with your host, Leanne Goff. Hey friend, Leanne Goff here, the Transformational Coach. And here we are back again with another uh, podcast that I am really excited to bring to you today. Um, you know, you know, we might think the transformational coach, what does that mean? And of course, if you've been following my podcast as I've started them, um, you know, you will know that, uh, you know, the reason I call myself the transformational coach is because I've experienced a lot of transformations in my life and I love helping others experience transformations in their life. And that can be a transformation, you know, in our, in our spirit, our soul, our mind, our body, our finances. Like I've experienced major transformations in all of those areas of my life, you know, um, in my identity. I had, uh, if you've heard my story, a, a transformation of my identity from a woman of God, a servant of God to a beloved daughter of God. Like yeah, I, I was always a beloved daughter of God. Okay. We all are beloved sons, beloved daughters, but most of, most of us are not walking in that reality, that identity um, as his beloved sons and daughters. So I've experienced transformation in the way I think, the way I talk, um, the way I minister. Uh, I, I have, have had a huge transformation in my own health. Um, actually it's four years ago that um I, this incredible health program found me and impacted my life. And, you know, I, I eliminated, I don't say I lost because generally when we lose something, a lot of times we find it again, like we lost our keys, but we generally find it, our driver's license or, you know, our phone, uh, we generally find it again. I like to use the word eliminate because when you eliminate something, it's generally 99.9% of the time it's totally gone. And so four years ago, I eliminated uh, about 35 pounds, uh, never to find it again. And so my health was transformed. Um, and being an entrepreneur, you know, my finances have been majorly transformed as well. Um, bottom line, you know, God told me um, before I get into, you know, the whole uh, revelation of servantship or sonship, uh, I want to touch on this real quick. God told me about two and a half years ago, you know, he said, Leanne, I, I gave you this health program that, you know, found you four years ago. Uh, I gave it to you for your health but I gave you uh, a business for your finances. Like it's seriously the business that my husband and I own today. Um, it, it has so transformed our finances. And he said, I gave you the business as well. And he wants to give us all businesses in my world. I believe he wants us all to be, you know, entrepreneurs. You might go, well, I am not an entrepreneur. Well, you know, I believe we all should be leaders. I mean, we may not know how to be a leader, but we can all be taught how to lead. Um, you know, we can all be taught how to be an entrepreneur. And so, you know, he said, I gave you the business for your finances. This was two and a half years ago. He told me, I gave you the health, the program for your health, but I gave you the business for your finances so that you can go where you want to go, do what you want to do and give to who you want to give to. And money will never hold you back from being able to do whatever you want to do. And, uh, trust me, I travel a lot of nations, helping a lot of people out. And, um, I'm thankful that, um, you know, financially, um, God's provided some amazing, um, you know, an amazing business for my husband and I to be able to do that. So, you know, and so I've, ex I've, I've experienced so many transformational um, dynamics in my life. And so that's why I call myself the transformational coach, 
because I've been transformed in so many ways and I want to help other people to be transformed. I, you know, it's not just about saying a prayer to get you to heaven. There's a lot of people that are going to get to heaven, but do they get heaven to them? And that's where I believe we really encounter transformations is when heaven comes to us, not just about us saying a prayer and getting saved to go to heaven one day. No. Can we bring heaven to us, to heaven, to earth so that we can impact a lot of people, a a lot of, um, you know, businesses, a lot of communities, a lot of nations that they can receive a transformation um, from heaven, from the incredible love of our father. So, you know, that's why I call myself the transformational coach. I just love going and helping all kinds of people be transformed wherever they want a transformation in their life, because I know God can transform any and every area of our life that we desire him to do. So um, anyway, saying that, I just want to talk today a little bit about servantship or sonship. You know, we have all all kinds of ships out there. All right. So we have relationship, we have stewardship, we have discipleship, we have servantship, you know, and let me just tell you, if you've got all those ships and you don't have sonship or daughtership as your lead ship, trust me, all those other ships are probably going to crash. All right. Because we put all these other ships, discipleship and son, um, servantship and, you know, stewardship relationships, and there's all kinds of ships out there, but we don't have, in my case, sonship or daughtership was not my lead ship. And in 2003, like I was crashing until I came into the, the revelation, um, of me being a daughter and then my sonship, my daughtership ship began to be the lead ship of all of my other ships. And you know what? It's been a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sailing since then. I'm heading in the right direction. I'm on the right course, you know, all these years later, almost 20 years. Well, my gosh, in 2023, I think it'll be, well, it's a 20 years. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. My gosh, that I went from being a servant of God, a woman of God. And that's really stressful. Trust me. Maybe you, you, you got that too. Like as trying to be a man of God and a woman of God, um, a servant of God, you know, and it's not wrong to be a servant of God, but if we're doing that as our identity, oh, there's such a servant, like, and we trust that as our identity and not our identities being a son or daughter of God. And then we serve, you know, a son and daughter of God. And then we preach son and daughter of God. And then we prophesy son and daughter of God. And then we evangelize. I tell you what, trust me, you're going to wear yourself out. At least I did. And it was, but you know what? Almost 20 years now, uh, just short two years, 18 years. Um, man, I have, it's so much funner. That is really a word now in the dictionary funner. I found that out a few years ago, ministering in a YWAM base in, in, in uh, Montana. It's so much funner. It's so much easier being um, a daughter and a son of God and then ministering and serving from that position than it is trying to serve God. You know, God's not like, he's not wanting us to just like be his servant. I mean, he doesn't, you know, I don't want my kids and my grandkids to be my servant. They're my, my son and my daughter. And then I've got my grandsons and my granddaughters. Okay. Get it. Daughters, sons that not, I don't call them my servants. They are my son, my daughter, my grandsons, my granddaughters. I don't want them to serve me. I want them to just be in relationship with me. And from that, if they want to do something for grand, then, hey, our mom, it's wonderful. Let's do it. But let's do it out of relationship first, not out of a title. So anyway, um, you know, when I think about servantship or sonship, I think about, oh, my gosh, people who transform nations and 
uh, communities and people groups. And the first thing that comes to my mind is Esther, Joseph, and Daniel. That Esther, Joseph, and Daniel, they knew their position, their identity as a beloved daughter and beloved sons who served God. Okay. Um, because I don't know how anybody could get through what they got through Esther, Daniel, and Joseph. You know, here's Esther. She's in the, you know, up to be the king's wife at a very young age, a virgin, and like, you know, becomes uh, the queen, becomes a bride of the king, and then becomes the queen because she's the bride of the king. So, you know, a lot of us are trying to be queens of God, you know, queens, but we're not, we're not his bride yet, you know, or we're trying to become brides when we're not daughters. And I believe Esther first knew she was a daughter. It says in Esther two, twice, it says that um, Mordecai was as a father to Esther, a daughter to Mordecai. It says that twice. And so I believe that Esther had a spiritual father in her life that taught her how to be a daughter that her dad studied the king because he hung out at the king's palace. He studied the king. He would tell his daughter about the king. And then when this whole crazy thing took place where the king was looking for a new queen, a new bride, all these young maidens, virgins got brought in. Well, Esther already had a, you know, a jump start on all these other maidens because her dad taught her about the king. Okay. He studied the king and then taught his daughter about the king. So when she was brought before the king, she already knew about the king. Where I bet you the majority, if not all the other maidens had no clue about this king. They just knew he was the king of Persia and that was it. And so, and I love it that it says in Esther as well, everyone that laid eyes on Esther, she found favor with them. So you know what? Esther already had a favor on her life as a daughter of God that uh, obviously probably the rest of the, the, the virgins didn't have on them. And so here's Esther in a nation that's not her nation, a people that's not her people. And she steps into a kingdom as a daughter, becomes a bride, and then the queen helping rule a nation. I love that. I love that story right there. And it's the same thing with Joseph and, and, and Daniel. Okay. They're in nations. It's Egypt and it's Babylon, not their people, not their God and, you know, not their nation. And, but they knew themselves as, a, as sons of God. They had to go through the test just like Esther and just like I've gone through to really whittle off all the orphan mannerisms and thoughts and all that stuff that co- tries to, you know, uh, make us, you know, be who we are as, as, you know, orphans as we're servants of God. And I'm not saying that every servant of God is an orphan, but again, if we are, are serving God and that's our identity, you know, that title or servant of God or a pastor, evangelist, worship leader, you know, my identity is a beloved daughter that serves God and others. My identity is a beloved daughter who preaches. My identity is a beloved daughter who is a, a, a transformational coach. I mean, you know, just all those dynamics. But if I'm trying to be somebody outside of my identity as a beloved daughter, trust me, I'm going to burn out. I'm going to wear down really fast. All right. There's not a lot of oil on that, that kind of stuff there. And so here's Joseph and Daniel as well. And they win favor with the King. That's a whole nother story. Like, you know, so many times in the, in, in the, in the, in the, the body of Christ, we're trying to change people's minds, not Esther, Daniel, and Joseph as a beloved son, beloved sons and a beloved daughter. They won the hearts of Kings, rulers, and Pharaohs. And when they won their hearts, then they would be, were able to change the way they were thinking these, this King, this Pharaoh, this, you know, kings and rulers and pharaohs, they could change the way they were thinking when they won their hearts. So that's my world. Like if I go into Cuba in a communist nation, or I'm going into Pakistan, or 
China or Sri Lanka or Venezuela, whatever, wherever in the United States into different places, businesses and stuff. I'm not trying to change the way people think it doesn't work. But if I can win their heart, then all of a sudden I have their ear. So anyway, that's a story for another day. But that's just a little little bitty freebie right there. So, you know, here we are. You know, for me, I lived many, many years as a servant of God, uh, a woman of God, but a servant of God. And you know what? All my other ships crashed. And I've told that story before. Go back and listen to my podcast, October 2003. All of my ships, my servant ship, my stewardship, my discipleship, relationships. I mean, it was all going down. Like they were sinking to the bottom of the ocean. And then all of a sudden God came in and said, you know what? Uh, you can't go any further with all these ships until you could step into your identity, that place as daughter, daughtership, and let that ship lead you. And you know what? All of your ships will fall in sync. And boy, I tell you what, again, a supernatural transformational breakthrough in my life. And so, you know, this is where it all comes down to. So we are called God's beloved sons and daughters. Here's Jesus. He's going to be baptized by John the Baptist. And we all know that story. And Jesus is baptized in water, right? Okay. Uh, then all of a sudden the dove comes on him. He's baptized in the spirit. You know, he went down and come, comes up baptized by the spirit. Before that, the spirit was in him, comes up out of the water. And now the spirit is on him. Spirit was in him for himself before that. Now the spirit's on him for his assignment as the son of God here on earth. Okay. And then he experiences another baptism, baptism of water, baptism of the spirit. And well, a lot of us, we've been there. Oh yeah. I've been baptized in water, been baptized in the Holy spirit. Some of us been baptized in the, uh, had, had a baptism of fire. You know, it's a, another story for another day as well. And then there's another baptism and it's the baptism of love. We don't hear that preached about. And that baptism of love looks like this. Jesus comes up out of the water. Holy spirit comes on him, power of God. And then the love of God comes on him. And this is what, what God says to his son. You are my beloved son who I'm well pleased with. My beloved son who I'm well pleased with. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Jesus hadn't done anything yet. He hadn't done a miracle. He hadn't preached a message. He hadn't done anything yet. And all of a sudden, God says, you're my beloved son who I'm well pleased with. You know, it isn't about what we're doing for God. It's about who we are in God. It's about we are his beloved sons and daughters. So then it says the spirit leads Jesus into the wilderness, right? For 40 days, he goes in the wilderness and it says at the end of the 40 days, Jesus becomes hungry. Okay. At his weakest point. And then what does it say? Satan comes to him and he starts to test him. And he says, this is what Satan says. If, if you are the son of God, now listen, go back to it. God didn't say when Jesus came out of the water, if you, this is my beloved Messiah, who I'm well pleased with. This is my beloved savior, who I'm well pleased with. This is my beloved miracle worker, who I'm well pleased with. He said, you're my beloved son, who I'm well pleased with. And I think God probably tagged on without anybody else hearing and don't forget it, son. So here Jesus is at the end of his, his 40 days. He's in the testing. And then this Satan comes to him and says, if you are the son of God, the son of God, not the savior, not the miracle worker, not the, um, not the Messiah, but if you are the son of God, turn these stone into bread because Jesus had said he was hungry. All right. Most of us would go, yep, let me just zap. Oh, bread. I'm hungry. Let me eat it. Not Jesus, because he knew if he performed for Satan, it was done. Like he lost. You know, most of us are looking to see how we can perform for God and for others. No, Jesus stayed in his place as his son as God's son. And this is how Jesus responded to Satan when he said, if you're the son of God, if you are doubting his position, he's trying to throw that curveball at Jesus and go, if you're the son of God, then turn these stone into bread. Let's, let me see you do a, a miracle. Let me see you 
uh, work for God here. Okay. Work for your food, but not Jesus. Jesus says, listen, man doesn't live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And I believe at that moment, Jesus recalled, brought back to himself. And the last word I heard my dad say, when I came out of that water, I'm his beloved son. So Satan back off. I know who I am and whose I am. And I know what I'm here to do. So back off. And of course, we know there's two more testings right there that Jesus goes through. And that's, that's another story. But the bottom line is, if Jesus would have performed, <laughs> if Jesus would have worked for his provision, then it would have been done. We probably wouldn't be on this podcast right now. Uh, maybe God would have come up with plan C. Plan B was in the garden. I mean, plan A was in the garden and God came with plan B and yay, it worked. Thank you, God. All right. And so Jesus, then, then let's fast forward. Okay. Jesus ministers out now, goes into his assignment to re reconcile God's sons and daughters, not his servants, but his sons and daughters back to God, his dad and their dad. And so let's fast forward. And now Jesus, he's on the cross and, um, and he's dying. And there's the Roman soldiers at the foot of the cross. And, um, and you know what? There's Jews there too. You know, the religious leaders are there. The Pharisees, Sadducees, everybody's there. Not everybody, but a lot of people were there. Uh, the only son that showed up was John, his beloved son, the one that wrote several times in the book of John, uh, the son, the, the one God um, loves, you know, his favorite son, basically. And, um, and because John knew who he was and whose he was as well. So only disciple there is John because he knew who he was and whose he was. The others were still trying to figure out if they were disciples, were they in discipleship or sonship? John knew sonship, but discipleship, stewardship, relationship, what ship were they on while John was on the sonship, okay? And so here um, Jesus dies and here's these Roman soldiers, not, not the uh, Pharisees and Sadducees, but a Roman soldier. When Jesus dies, he says this, surely this was the son of God, the son of God, not the miracle worker, savior, or uh, Messiah, surely this was the son of God. See, his Jesus's whole identity was on son, not on miracle worker, savior, or Messiah. And I'm going to tell you, friend, seriously, seriously, if you're walking out this life as your identity is a pastor, a preacher, an evangelist, a prophet, an apostle, you know, a miracle worker, you know, a worship leader, a children's pastor, whatever, if you're walking out this life as a in a title that that's who you are. That's what I used to do. I was a woman of God. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm a woman of God, serving God, serving others and everything. And as you've heard, my ship crashed majorly, but if you're walking in anything other than sonship or disciple or, or, or daughtership, you're walking in discipleship or stewardship or relationship or servantship, boy, it's going to be a tough road. If it hasn't been already, you've got a tough road coming ahead of you. So I just want to encourage you that, you know, the best ship, the best ship you could ever be on is the ship of sonship, the ship of daughtership, like that ship knows where it's going. And let me tell you, I believe Jesus is on that ship with you. Uh, I don't know that he's actually on the discipleship with you <laughs> ship with you because he wants to be on the lead ship. All right. That's where he wants to be. Um, I don't know that he's on the relationship ship with you or the, he can't, well, he could be on all ships. He's God, but anyway, uh, but you know what? The sonship is the ship that he loves more than anything. And so Jesus knew who he was, whose he's was, who, who he was and whose he, he, whose he's was, whose he's was. Is that right? Whose he's was. <laughs> that sounds so strange, but anyway, he knew who he was. Okay. He was a beloved son of his incredible, incredible, incredible dad. And I just want to tell you, 
If you don't know, you are God's beloved son. You are his beloved daughter. He is so crazy about you. He loves you so much and he doesn't care about you serving him. Truly. He wants you first as a son, as, as his daughter. And then, you know, out of that, you know, servants receive a paycheck on paycheck on Fridays. All right. Sons and daughters receive inheritance. Trust me, I would much rather receive an inheritance than a paycheck. You know, it says in Psalm um, 2.8, one of my favorite scriptures, ask me for the nations and the nations will be yours. I have asked, you know, I used to work for nations before my baptismal love in October 2003. Oh, I worked hard for nations. I had been to, I don't know, 20 something nations before that time. Now I've been to 34. But you know what? Trust me, receiving a nation as an inheritance is much easier than working for a nation. Um, I received Cuba, the nation in March of 2006, I received as a nation and it was much easier than working for the nations before that time. So Psalm 2, 8 says, ask for the nations and the nations will be yours. Now go look up to Psalm 2, 7. Psalm 2, 7 says, son, ask for the nations and the nations will be yours. Let me tell you to receive a nation as a son or daughter, to receive a community, to receive a city, to receive a state, to receive a business, to receive anything as a son and daughter is much easier than working for it. Anyway, that's my, my message for today. Are you working from your position as a servant or a son or a daughter? If you're working, if you, if you are living as a son or a daughter and that ship, that sonship is ship is your lead ship where you've got a really great course ahead of you. Anyway, that's my message for today. Are you a servant or are you a son? Not wrong to be a servant, but how about us being walking in our identities as sons and daughters? And from that, we're going to serve God and we're going to serve others. And trust me, it's going to go a lot smoother that way. All right, friend. Great being with you today. Leanne Goff, the Transformational Coach, signing off. And I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Transformational Coach with Leanne Goff. You can find out more about Leanne and her resources on her website, leannegoffministries.org, as well as her Instagram at Ministries. If you've enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends and don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen.